Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. I know some people have um, their prayer of Thanksgiving ready. Some of you may not have it because I don't think I announced it. I don't think I did saying that um, have your prayer of Thanksgiving ready so we can do it on tonight so those that do have it ready you can do it but I'm gonna go forth with the teaching right quick and then we'll move forward um I think I mentioned to you last Tuesday that I'm going to start with the prayer of agreement on tonight so we're going to talk about the prayer of agreement the prayer of agreement what is the prayer of agreement when two or more people come together with one mind, in harmony, on one accord, believing God for the same thing, and agreeing according to the word of God. Again, the prayer of agreement is when two or more people come together with one mind, in harmony, on one accord, believing God for the same thing, and agreeing according to the word of God. And yes, I'll say it again. The prayer of agreement. When two or more people come together with one mind, in harmony, on one accord, believing God for the same thing, and agreeing according to the word of God. That's what the prayer of agreement is. So we're going to look in scripture dealing with agreement. When we go to Amos chapter 3, verse 3, Amos chapter 3, verse 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed you cannot even walk together as believers if you're not in agreement because when you're not in agreement walking together there's going to be discord there's not going to be unity and God want us to be in unity he want us to be as one he want us to be unified so we must all be on one accord he said can two walk together except they be agreed. Now, I can say this because the Holy Spirit was uh, saying this to me while I was saying it. Even when you by yourself and you're not agreeing with the Holy Spirit, you can't even walk with him. Because if you're not in agreement with him, you're not going to be in agreement with Jesus and you're not going to be in agreement with God. Because the Holy Spirit only testifies. He's only going to testify to what the word has already said. The Holy Spirit is not going to go outside of the word. So can two walk together except they be agreed? The next scripture is Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 12. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall... The one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. 
for he have not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. So this is saying here, two are better than one. If you look in the scripture in the New Testament, dealing with the um, disciples, dealing with the apostles, they were always sent out in twos. But even being sent out in twos, they had to be taught the same thing. They learned the same thing. So when they were sent out in twos, what they did, they worked together. They walked together. They agreed together. They were in union together. And that's what it means to be in agreement. There cannot be any discord. There cannot be any strife. Remember Abraham when he was telling Lot when it was strife between Abraham herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen. Abraham stepped in, and what did Abraham do? He said, Lot, if you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. There should not be any strife between us. We are brethren. So Abraham, he um, was lining things up according to the way God would have them to be because he wanted them in agreement. So another um, scripture is, and I love this scripture because it says in verse 10, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. So if we're walking together and we're in agreement, if your brother or sister fall, being that you're walking together, you're going to lift him up. That's how it is in a marriage. You have husband and wife. When the wife is down, the husband lifts up the wife. When the husband is down, the wife lifts up the husband. If you ever see a marriage when the wife is down and the husband is just going on about his business and saying, you know, you got to fend for yourself and she's not feeling well and she can't do for herself. And he said, well, I'm going to work. You just have to, you know, make it on your own. That's not being as one. You, because that woman is flesh of his flesh. She's bone of his bone. And when she hurt, he hurts. And he's not going to leave her alone. He's going to be there to pick up where she left off. He's going to be there to um, finish up whatever need to be finished up because they are one. They're supposed to be in unity. He's going to make sure she has everything she needs. And the wife is going to make sure he has everything that he needs. That's walking in unity and in agreement. They are one accord. And then it says, but woe to him that's alone when he falleth. And this is why I believe um, so many older people, when their wife die and they're alone, they're they afraid that if something happened to me, I'm in this house by myself. What am I going to do? I'm afraid to be alone. But how many know that you're never alone? You still have the Lord with you. He's, still the, he's there to help you. He's there to uplift you. He's there to strengthen you. Even when you feel like you're by yourself and you don't have that mate there, you don't have your children there. But when we have God, we have everything that we need. And when you're in sync with him, and when you're on one accord with him, and you believe in what he's believing, everything works out for the good, and you recognize, I am not alone. Because when God sees that things are getting to the point that you need help in a certain area, like we may have single women who you know, need help on the outside of the home or lifting or doing things they can't do. And when they begin to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, you're my strength. 
Lord, you know what I need at this trying time. Lord, you know I can't lift that, so I'm rolling it over on you. And all of a sudden, the Lord touched a man's heart within the church, and they say, you know, I was led to stop by here today. And I'm just stopping by and I'm just checking on you to see if it's anything that you need. Oh, I know God sent you. Could you please put that in the house? See how good God is. That's why we have to walk together. That's why we have to be on one accord. And it says, for he have not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. Now, there's a problem with that verse of scripture because lying together we ain't gonna have no funny business with lying together and we ain't gonna have no fornication or adultery lying together when we're supposed to but i believe he's he's making a statement here that even when you come together let's say you out in the wilderness or your car break down somewhere and it's uh two males together they were on a trip or something and all of a sudden you know the the car cuts off the closer they get together not saying something wrong with them they haven't heat they're keeping warm and and that's what this is saying again if two lie together then they have heat i don't know about y'all but in the bed when you're cold at night you tell your husband come over here a little bit (laughs) so i can warm up so i can get some heat can you do feel that heat then you say go on back over there go on back it's too hot (laughs) you know how that is so if two lie together then there's heat. And how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And threefold cold cord is not quickly broken. So that's talking about being in agreement. Go with me to Genesis 11, verse 1 through 7. And it says, Genesis 11, verse 1 through 7. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Can you imagine? If everybody all over the world had one language and one speech, we would understand one another, right? And it says, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east and they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another. Now listen at how they was communicating. And in order to um, walk into agreement, you have to communicate one with another. It takes communication. You cannot do anything without communicating. And they said one to another, go to let us. Look at that. Go to let us. They were not leaving anyone out. That's what communication is, even between a husband and a wife. That wife can't sit there with a chip on her shoulder and expect that husband to know what's going on. If that wife is not saying what's going on or why she's upset with that man, how would he know unless you are in agreement, unless you're communicating? It's a go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, here it is again, let us. They didn't leave nobody out. They were doing it together. They were doing it in unity. Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. See, the Lord saw them in unity, but the problem was, and he said, and they all, and they have all one language, and this they began to do, and nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. So the Lord was seeing them being on one accord 
with the same mind, doing the same thing, having the same communication. But the problem was what they were doing was outside of what God would have for them to be doing. So God said, we have to do something about this. Now, now listen at what God said. This is what, what caught my attention. Verse 7 say, go to let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The same way they were coming together to do something that was not right. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he was incorporating them into what he was getting ready to do because they were on one accord. He said, go to let us go down and down there, confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord knew. He said, if we don't confound their languages, give them different languages, what they're doing is going to get done. What they're imagining to do is going to get done. So we as believers, when we see stuff that is not right, we have to come together on one accord. We cannot be divided. We have to be in agreement. When something is against God's will and two or three people see it, they have to come together on one accord and they have to get it right according to the word of God. They do not leave it there. They do not let it sit there. Why? Because you're giving the kingdom of darkness rule and reign in the house of God or in your home, no matter on your job. If you see something that's not right and the Holy Spirit is unctioning you and unctioning somebody else, if there is a person on the job and they're so rowdy and they're so rude and you know that person and you know that's not that person that person is saved that person have accepted Jesus and let's say Renee and Teresa they on the job and they know how Zaya is up there cutting up cutting the food and they just sitting there looking at her and said that ain't Zai that's not what Zai supposed to do so they on one accord and they say well let's go let's go talk to Zai we don't want her to lose her job let's talk to her and say you know what's going on you don't even have to worry about that you know who you are in Christ it don't matter if they say they're not going to do this God has already done it for you both of them is saying the same y'all I'm so happy up here tonight both of them are saying the same thing so they calm Zai down with the word of God because they're in agreement Both of them is seeing where it's going to take her. It's going to get her fired. So later on, Zai is coming back to them with thanksgiving. I just want to thank y'all for what y'all done. I want to thank y'all because I know God used y'all to do what you've done on my behalf. God is such a good God. Who's being glorified? God. But guess who God used? To put her back where she needed to be. Y'all, this is what God did when he saw that something was wrong. They didn't have to go get a supervisor. Because they were there to put things back the way they should be. You don't have to wait on a supervisor on the job to know how when things are out of order. You get it right. You're there watching it. You ain't going to watch somebody roll off a cliff and know they're getting ready to roll off a cliff. And you're going to watch them roll off a cliff. No, when you're in agreement and you're on one accord and you're walking in the love of God, you don't want your brothers and sisters to fall. You don't want that to happen. So God said, they're going to go down there and then confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And God did all of that because he said, we don't want them to do what they're, in a, they're imagining to do because it was outside of the will of God. Go with me to Matthew 18, verse 18 through 20. 
Matthew 18, verse 18 through 20. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there, I am, there am I in the midst of them. So he's telling us about prayer. He's telling us how to bind. He's telling us how to loose. He's telling us how we have to come together in his name but we have to be on one accord. We have to be um, in agreement one with another. You can't go to somebody and tell them to pray for you and they're not a believer. You can't do that. That's not being on one accord. That's light and that's darkness. And you cannot mix light and darkness. It does not go together. So even if you go to a believer and you're asking that believer to pray with you, you got to know the fruit that that believer is bearing. You got to know if that believer um, is word-minded instead of worldly-minded. So when you go to somebody and you're asking them to touch and agree with you, you want to make sure that they're in a place that they can. And you cannot touch and agree with anyone if you don't know what they want you to touch and agree with them about. Let's say Sister Loretta, she go to Jennifer, and she said, I want you to touch and agree with me. And she's waiting on her to touch and agree with her. And she's saying, okay, are you going to touch and agree with me? And she's saying, what do you want me to touch and agree with you about? And she said, you know, the Holy Spirit ain't told you, you know. She's like, no, I don't know. So we're not in agreement. How can I pray for you? Not unless I pray in the spirit on your behalf. And then the Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf because I don't know what I should pray for as I ought but you already know what you want me to pray for. So what do you want me to be in agreement with you on? And then she began to tell her, according to the word of God, this is what I'm standing on according to the word of God. Can you agree with me according to the word? As long as it's in agreement with the word of God, she can agree. They can be in union. They can be one because they're doing it in his name. So you just don't go to in and everybody because you think they can spit out the word. The devil can spit out the word. See, because we walk by faith and not by sight. So you watch the fruit that people bear. You don't want to go to somebody if you're telling them, I want you to be in agreement with me that what I'm standing for, dealing with my finances, that it's already done. That God has already met you know, the bills that do this month. And I'm believing God for $200,000 to get my bills paid. And that person to say, okay, I'm, if it's the Lord's will, I do it. Okay, bye. There go your stop sign right there. If it's the Lord's will, I do it. So see, if people don't know what the will of God is, how can they be in agreement with you? You don't do that. Anything that's God's will is his word. His word is his will. So you want to make sure people's in alignment with you. Everybody that spit out scripture, that don't mean that they know what the will of God is. Some people have it so much in their head just to let you know what they have that people think, oh, I can, they can pray with me. But that's not true. 
See, that word has to be in your heart and you have to see the life that they're living. When you see somebody's life that they're living and you seeing God's glory being revealed through them and you seeing how God is working through them and everything their hands touch is blessed and every word they speak, it does not fall to the ground. I want to get in on that. I know who I can go to. I remember when we would have prayer service at the house and we would have people coming in and out. And as we was growing in the Lord and sometime when you're not growing in the Lord, you would take anything. But the Holy Spirit will let you know what's right and what is not right. So it was a woman who loved the Lord so much. And I don't know if Jennifer remember this woman or my husband, but she was from Goldsboro and she would come fellowship with us and she just loved the Lord. She stayed in prayer before the Lord. And when you called her, um, she was in prayer so much in, in the spirit and tongues. When she answered the phone, you wouldn't hear nothing but the tongues. And she'll stop and say, I'm, I, I was in prayer with the Lord. I was in prayer with the Lord. And when you would tell her the prayer request, she said, oh, it ain't no problem. You know, God answers prayers. She knew how to go before the throne. She knew um, she had a, such a relationship, such fellowship with the father. She knew how to go into prayer. So we invited her to a prayer service and she was going to speak that night. And we had a gentleman in there that night that felt like, I'm going to say felt like he knew the word. He would never shut up. Even when you given him what the word is saying, he will go back to what he actually believed, but it did not line up with scripture. So as the lady was ministering, and when you got somebody ministering the word of God, you don't just cut in and just start talking what you feel like you need to talk. So she was, she excused him. She started back again. He cut in again. That was a spirit of pride. It was like, you can't tell me. And she said, you know what? I'm leaving. She said, because he's not being disrespectful to me. He's being disrespectful to God. And remember, Jennifer, we had to literally calm her down because it was a spiritual anger with her because she said he need to be checked. You don't come and, and um, interrupt what God is doing and trying to make people think otherwise because that's not God. It was confusion. And where confusion is, there's every... Okay, she left because he wouldn't shut up. He wouldn't come down. So after she left, we began to talk and let him know that's not the way you approach things. That's not what you do. But the problem was everybody was so much going to him that he felt like he knew more than everybody else. And he got shut down. So what I'm saying is if you're not in agreement, agreement means you believe in the same thing. You're sharing, you're participating in the same thing. I have learned the world participate more together than the church. You got the world sticking more together than you got church folks. Some church folks will let each other fall just for somebody to learn a lesson. That's pitiful. You got some worldly folks that will offer you a meal quicker than church folks. You got some worldly folks that will call and check on you quicker than church folks. It's a shame. That's not one accord. That's not being on one accord. That's not coming together the way the spirit of the Lord want us to come together. Because when one brother fall, 
we fall with that brother, but we pick that brother up. When one brother hurt, we hurt with them. When they rejoice, we rejoice with them. We don't talk about them. When they move up, when God is elevating them, we give God glory because we have watched the fruit of their labor. We come on one accord in the body of Christ and we rejoice for that person that has gotten a promotion on the job. You may have been on the same job they were, but they got promoted and you didn't. You're going to rejoice and say, God, I give you glory because promotion don't come from the east nor from the west, but it comes from you, Father God. So evidently you knew it was time for them to get promoted. You knew it was time for them to get that raise. So we have to understand how God does things. When you understand how God does things, you will humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. I remember when I was um, driving a school bus and um, somebody else was driving a school bus and what had happened was I overslept and the person went back to turn me in for oversleeping. And thought I wasn't going to show up on time. But praise Jesus. Why they thought it was going to turn me in, I'm pulling up on campus. See, they didn't know my bus would go past 35. (laughs) I ain't tell them that either. They didn't know I can hit my route in less than, than the time that I told them I could hit my route. So I pulled up on campus. Oh, hey, you here? Yeah, I am here. Found out they was turning me in and say, they were in the bed. Don't God have a way of fixing things? So this is what I say. You have to be careful because you, if, if it's not the word of God, you do not agree with it. You don't agree outside of the word of God. You cannot touch and agree with people that are outside the word of God and outside the will of God. I know me and my husband and Jennifer been through it. Been, been all over the place. Some of y'all may have been in places where things were not right. And people wanted you to come into agreement with it. Sound right, it looked right, but you knew it ain't right. So I can't be a part of that. Even when you know somebody is offering you corrupt money. And you know it's corrupt. You don't want to be a part of that corruption because they get caught, you getting caught. So you have to be careful. You always have to be in agreement according to the word of God. Another scripture. Acts 1. Verse 14, these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And I'm going to go to verse 24. And they prayed and said, Thou Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two hast, thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgressions, transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. So see how they were coming together. They were coming together on one accord in prayer and supplication because that supplication mean they was making a request made known to God. Every one of them had to be on one accord with that same request. When you are one on one accord, God is in the midst. When you have the vision amongst you and you're not united, God ain't coming in the midst of that. I don't care how much you call on him. God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of peace. Acts 2 verse 1. 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. See, when Jesus told them to go to the upper room and wait to the day of Pentecost and, you know, the power of God will come upon them from on high. Every last one of them that heard what the word said, they went in there together on one accord. And that's why the power of God fell upon them. And those tongues of fire came upon each one of them because every mind was on the same thing. Why is the power of God not falling in the churches? It is because everybody's mind is everywhere. When you have a group of believers getting taught the same thing, your mind should be on the same thing. So when the power of God is going to move, it's going to move because your mind is completely on him. Not on worldly stuff. This is how the power of God falls. When you're on one accord with one mind. If you're not on one accord in one mind, it's division somewhere. This is why the gifts of the spirit have to be in operation. Be stirred up and say, no, there's division in this house. And when God is saying there's division, he can't come in the midst of that. God is a God of unity. He's a God of peace. This is how we're supposed to be doing. He want the church to be unified. Acts 4, 23 through 24. And being let go, they went to their own company. Did y'all hear that? And being let go, they went to their own company. See, they was amongst people that did not believe what they believed. They was amongst people that wanted to persecute them because of the word of God that they were bringing. So the Bible says they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, listen at this y'all. And when they heard that, it was just like an immediately when they heard that. They lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which have made heaven and earth and the sea and all that's in them is. Y'all know what happened after that. God came in the midst of them and the power of God was right there and boldness was given. Y'all look at this. This is what the word is saying. They were on one accord. They began to tell God what had happened. They lifted up their voices with one accord. And God came in the midst of them. Let's look at Exodus 17, 9 through 13. Exodus 17, 9 through 13. And it says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek, Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Okay, Moses was their leader. Moses was the one that was leading them. So he said, this is what I'm going to do. But I want you to choose um, men to go out and fight with Amalek. So Joshua, so Joshua did as Moses had said unto him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Ur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amlak prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Ur stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady. 
until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amlak and his people with the edge of the sword. Moses could not have done it without Joshua and Ur. What did they do? One was on one side, one was on another. And they stood together in unity. They stood together on one accord, lifting up Moses' arms, knowing that as long as his arms are lifted up, we're going to win this battle. If his arms fail, then the enemy is going to attack us. This is how it's supposed to be in the churches. Someone have to hold up the leader's arms so the enemy won't be able to come in and attack. You got to be on one accord when it comes to your leader and it is through prayer. It's through prayer. It's through assisting them in the way that they need to be assisted. It cannot be no division in the house of God because the enemy want to come in the house. I'm still talking about the prayer of agreement. We still talking about being on one accord. How can we agree? How can we walk together unless we are in agreement? The enemy don't want no agreement when it comes to the things of God. So we have to be in agreement. I want to go back somewhere because the Holy Spirit is unctioning me, unctioning me to go back here. Let's go back to Acts 4. 23 through, well, 24 and 25, and I want to read down from there. I'm going to start at 23 again. And being let go, they went to their own companions' company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, Why do the nations rage? And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers was gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness. They may speak your word by scratching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This is a kicker. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. That place was shaken because they were on one accord in prayer. They came together united. They shared the same burden. And God, he brought in the power of God, gave them the spirit of boldness. This is how it should be in the church. You just don't pray with anybody that ain't unified. You don't pray with anybody that don't believe what you believe. You just don't do it. I cannot um, go into agreement if Erica come to me and tell me, Let's pray for Sister Deborah. And I got all in my heart against Sister Deborah. And I said, okay, come on. I want to pray for her anyway, her selfish self. Let's pray for all her selfishness. Maybe the Lord will knock her out and get up and she'll be less selfish. Y'all know I'm using that for an example, right? We know Sister Deborah, but I'm, this is, I'm led by the Spirit. 
This is what happens in the church. We say we'll agree to pray, but we got something in our heart. You're not in agreement and God ain't going to answer that because God knows the hearts of all men. She ain't the only one in here that need prayer. Sonia need a little bit too. You ain't hear what happened to Sonia? Why you want to pray for Sister Deborah? I believe Sonia worse off than Sister Deborah. Let's pray for Sonia. She can pray for herself, Sister Deborah. Okay, we'll pray for Sonia and we'll just leave Sister Deborah alone. What kind of agreement is that? As uh, the sound room say, that's, a, that's monkey business and a bunch of foolishness. This is what's happening in the churches. Because if you're not taught about these different prayers and how these different prayers bring manifestation, people are praying any kind of way and thinking it's reaching heaven and it ain't. So that's the prayer of agreement. So we'll talk about it. Do anybody have anything they want to share with the prayer of agreement? Okay. I believe we're all good. Come on, Jennifer. You remember you were talking earlier about being by yourself? Mm -hmm. I was at the house one afternoon, and I get these big ground bales delivered of hay, and they probably, they're like this tall. They probably weigh about 800 pounds. And so I try to get the trailer where I can push them off into my little hay huts that I made for them. So this one afternoon, the thing, it was lopsided on the bottom, so it wouldn't roll, and I couldn't get it to move. I'd messed with it a while, and I said, God, send somebody. I said, and it wasn't 15 minutes, because I hadn't moved far from the driveway, and here come one of the guys that hunts on my land some. And so I was like, thank you, Jesus. So, <laughs> so I waited for him to come out. He had come to bring some corn or something anyway. And so I went back there to where his truck was, and I said, do you mind helping me just a minute? I said, I don't. I said, I think we can do this. I said, if we can't, we'll try it anyway. And he walked right there with me, and boom. I mean, it didn't take us two minutes, and we pushed it right in. And I said, thank you, God. I said, I pray God send somebody, and here you come. You in agreement, you and God. Yeah. See, that's how it's supposed to work. Anybody else have an example with the prayer of agreement? Okay. Who want to come up first with the prayer of thanksgiving? And the ones on the phone, be dialing in if you got your prayer of agreement so we can hear it. I mean, prayer of thanksgiving so we can hear it. Come on, Natasha. You ready, right? You're not ready? You want somebody to read it for you? Who would read Natasha's prayer of thanksgiving for her? My husband said he'll read it for her. We help us with one another. She want all of it read. He making sure. He's so precise. Rejoice, everyone. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Psalms 95.2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto his, to him with psalms. We should always give thanksgiving to God and in prayer. I thank God for the people he has put in my life, my family, my church family, and Apostle and Brother James. I give thanks to God for all my 
bountiful blessings. Amen. Someone's calling. You want to go ahead and get them while they call? So my prayer of, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. So my prayer of thanksgiving, Lord, I thank you for waking me up every morning. I am rejoicing as I rise because in your word, you said in Psalms 118, 24, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries that we are staying true in your message according to 2 Timothy 4, 2. Uh, we are proclaiming the message persist in it whether convenient or not rebuke correct and encourage with great patience and teaching i thank you that we will be committed to seeking god daily in prayer according to colossians 4 2 devote ourselves to prayer stay alert with thanksgiving i thank you that the church uh that the body of christ will rise up and boldly share jesus with the lost according to acts 4 12 there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to people that we must be saved i thank you for the church that we as a church is one on one accord and will worship and praise you in spirit and in truth according to john 4 24 this says god is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, I thank you for Pastor, uh, Apostle Amanda and Brother Jack that they will continue to raise up leaders and make disciples according to what you said. And you said in your word that he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ according to Ephesians 4, uh, 11 and 12. Thank you that my children and grandchildren that for my children and grandchildren, that they are all saved and walking with you no matter what it looks like right now. They are not departing from your word that says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart uh, from it. I thank you, Lord, that there is an inheritance for my grandchildren. According to your word, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I thank you, Lord, that I am extremely wealthy and blessed because I hear your voice and obey. And I am able to bless the kingdom of God, my household and many other households. Because according to your word in Deuteronomy 28, it says, and it shall come to pass that if thou shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God and observe to do all of his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord God will set thee high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of the ground, the fruit of the cattle, the increase of thy kind and the flock of thy sheep. Blessed shall thou 
basket in thy storehouse. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. I thank you, Lord, that I am already healed of every sickness and disease that the enemy will try to bring upon me, because I heed your voice. For in your word, God, you said in Exodus 15, 26, that if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. I thank you, Lord, that all my debt is paid to zero balance. All reoccurring bills have zero balances, such as gas bill, water bill, light bill, cell phone, cable TV, gas for my vehicles, all property taxes, grocery bills, and the like until Jesus returns, which will fulfill your word in Romans 13, 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. And Lord, lastly, I thank you that I am a treasure and I am a good thing according to your word concerning that man of God you have made for me and already has found he has already found me in Proverbs 18 22 it says who whoso find the wife finds a good thing and obtain the favor with the Lord amen 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 Paul no ain't playing <laughs> hello yep uh-huh. okay I'm getting another call okay hello all right, so here's my thanksgiving. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, one like no other. Thank you for your wonderful grace. God, I thank you for giving me a heart that forgives. Thank you for helping me to accept people for who they are in your eyes and not my, my eyes. And thank you for helping me to forgive their actions. I thank you for helping me to accept situations and behaviors that I can't change in my or others. God, I can't change others. I can't even change myself but your Holy Spirit can. In the meantime, help me to respond with grace when it comes to my shortcomings and others. God, God, not for me, but for, but so that I can give you and others the best of me. Thank you for carrying the weight of hurt and shame because I don't have to. Thank you for your love, clarity, and acceptance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So this was based off of First Peter chapter 4, verses 8. Which says, above all things, of all things, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks untimeless and unselfishly seeks the best for others. Um, it is so funny. I mean, it's not funny. I know it's the Holy Spirit, but I wrote this last Tuesday after Bible, listening to Bible study. It was probably like two o'clock in the morning, I guess. And it's, I was put in a situation in the last week where I wanted to get mad at someone for their response or behavior, but I couldn't. And not even when I wanted to get mad, but I could not. So just looking back over my prayer of thanksgiving, I just give God glory, honor, and praise just for just honoring his word that I have given back to him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tiffany. I didn't even realize until, like, just now when I went back and looked at prayer and you know, how specific I was in it. And it just took me right back to that one situation that I um, was in in the past week. And I was like, God, this is it. That was you, which I knew it was him. You know, situation happened. Yeah, I knew it was him, but I, I just thank him for just working in my life as quickly as he did. He did him. Amen. Thank you, <laughs> Tiffany. Okay. 
It's a prayer of thanksgiving. God, I just want to thank you that my needs of $500,000 are already met. You said in Philippians 4.19 that you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And according to your word, in the book of Psalms 107, verse 1, it says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. God, I'm thanking you even if I haven't seen it yet. I'm not waiting for something to happen. I have the confidence that it is already done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Come on, Sister Loretta, and then Jennifer. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for being my refuge and my strength and a very present help in trouble, according to Psalms 40, 41, 46, 1. And I thank you for being my shield, my covering, my protection, Lord. I just thank you for, for everything that you do. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for uh, covering us and protecting us. Thank you, Lord God. I just thank you for every need being met for every one according to your word lord god thank you for keeping us thank you so much in jesus name amen amen come on jennifer porter i didn't know y'all were doing this but this is what i tell god all the time when i go to the mailbox every time i pull a bill out lord i thank you that this bill is paid in full father god and then when at night, especially when I lay down and I think about it, I said, Lord, I thank you that I have a warm bed to sleep in. I thank you that I had a hot shower tonight. Father God, I thank you I got a roof over my head. Father God, I thank you for the friends, Father God, and the place that you placed me in Miracle Temple, that this is my family. And Father God, I thank you that I am never alone, that the Holy Spirit is always with me. And I thank you for my link angels that keep me from all hurt, harm, and danger and everything I own. And, Father, I thank you that I can always call on you. And especially back after my mother passed away, I asked him, I said, God, I'm thanking you ahead of time that, ever, that you lead and guide me in every decision that I make because I do not want to make any drastic mistakes. And so I've always tried to be attentive to him and and just double checking if there's any kind of check in my spirit I, i'm like lord i'm waiting on you so i just thank god all the time because it's always something to thank him for we are so blessed amen amen anyone else before we call the deacon up here to dismiss okay um we will not have clem next tuesday but um if it's the Lord's will, um, the next time we come together after next Tuesday, I need for y'all to come together in twos, not husband and wives, not husband and wives, but get with someone and do a prayer of agreement together. And when we meet again, we will do the prayer of agreement. And when we meet again, the ones that didn't do their prayer of Thanksgiving, please bring that as well. Thank you very much. I don't want to skip. You can come together.
and write up a prayer of agreement what you're agreeing upon together. Okay. Come on, Deacon Willie. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.